Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This episode contains language that might not be suitable for all audiences. KCBS Radio, original podcasts. If you had to explain what ballroom is to someone who's never been to, to a competition, to ballroom, to see anyone vogue, how would you describe it? Well, this ain't Cinderella's ballroom, right? So if you've never been to a ball before, what you're going to see is color, past HD level, past VR level, past 3D level. It is real. Pieces of resistance, signs of queer pride, the history of LGBTQ plus struggle and fight are all over the Bay Area. From Harvey Milk murals to the bright pink triangle that adorns San Francisco's Twin Peaks during Pride Month, and the drag shows that spill out of bars onto sidewalks. But tonight, resistance, belonging, and queerness intersect in the ballroom. From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Mallory Somera, and this is Bay Current. It is real, true life color in every sense of the word, from the way we talk, from the way we walk, from the dancing, from the voguing, from the prancing. The attitude alone is so colorful, and it's going to inspire you. No matter what it is that you do in life, you're going to be like, damn, I've never seen nothing like this before. Last Thursday evening, June 22nd, was the Lover's Revenge Ball, put on by the local collective Oakland to All. The ball landed that night at San Francisco's Public Works in the Mission District. But what is ballroom? These balls are the epitome of queer nightlife. It's a place, a life, a passion, a family, and safe space. Historically for queer people, and particularly for trans, Black, and Latinx communities. I wish I had the time today to go into the entire history of the ballroom scene. It's definitely an extravaganza you experience. But if you do want to get into that piece of history, I recommend the 1990 documentary Paris is Burning, where it's described as being the place where, quote, whatever you want to be, you be. There's also the TV shows Pose and Legendary that paint a vivid picture of the scene. But I'll try describing it. Imagine a pageant, or a runway, rather. Judges and an MC at one end, uh, another commentator sometimes at the other. Adoring and critical eyes and looks of awe on both sides. Fans flaring and music blaring, while participants, performers, attendees, duck walk, slide, sachet, dip, vogue, and serve face to all sides. There are waving hands, swinging arms and legs that cut through the glitter and sweat, usually under a disco ball. As for voguing, Willie Ninja said it himself in Paris is Burning. 
Voguing is the same thing as taking two knives and cutting each other up, but through a dance form. Participants usually belong to houses, their ballroom families, defined by last names like the legendary Extravaganza or Ninja. For example, the iconic Willy Ninja was house mother to the House of Ninja in New York. House mothers mentored and looked after their house children. You can tell someone doesn't technically belong to a house when their ballroom name has 007 in it. Here's another description, also from Paris is Burning. This is from Dorian Corey, founder of the House of Corey. They say, quote, I'll tell you what a house is. A house is a gay street gang, where street gangs get their rewards from street fights. A gay house street fights at a ball. And you street fight at a ball by walking in the categories. Categories. Some classics are runway, realness, virgin vogue, which is when people who have been voguing less than a year compete with each other. Some categories are specific. Sometimes you have to dress up like the late Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Sometimes you serve butch queen schoolboy realness or femme queen performance. It's camp, it's performance, it's costume, competition. While it started in New York, there are houses and ballroom scenes all over the world, including right here in the Bay Area, which is where the ballroom collective Oakland to All comes in, which was founded just a couple of years ago in 2021. Its mission is to continue to foster an inclusive space for the house ballroom community of the Bay Area and surrounding areas and to provide a permanent safe space for the ballroom community. Shireen Mahimi and Ashley Basquiat are two of Oakland to All's co-founders. Their vision was to rebuild the scene here. They teach classes and workshops in addition to holding ballroom events. And she's coming. On the night of the Lover's Revenge Ball, I was hoping for the chance to take a cat nap, but I had a lot to do before showing up at 9pm at Public Works, so I relied on caffeine and bass-heavy speakers to energize me. The flyers said the doors opened at 8, with categories starting at 9. Well, I got there at 9, and I was pleasantly surprised to see that ballroom time runs on Filipino time, like me. But it gave me a chance to settle in. Some dancers showed up early, warming up on the dance floor, and I can't blame them for starting late. Not only is it the ever-so-busy Pride Month, but Oakland to All had done two performances that day in Silicon Valley at Gilead and then at the Chase Center. When I got there, the judges and performers were still napping in the green room. But around 10 p.m., hmm, around 10, 10.30, people really started to file in and I got the chance to speak with some legendary people involved in the ballroom scene. My name is Misha Forbes. Uh, in ballroom, my name is Mika, the icon, queen mother, alpha omega. I'm legendary overall overseer, Twiggy Pucci Garcon. This was Mika's first time in San Francisco, and Twiggy's first time teaching here. In addition to participating in the day's earlier events and judging the night's ball, they were teaching Vogue classes all week with Oakland to All. Mika had a flight to catch at 4 a.m., and Twiggy had a screening earlier that week at the Castro Theater for their new film at the Frameline Film Festival. They also happened to be an Emmy-nominated producer and a choreographer for the show Pose. What, how long have you been in ballroom? How long have you been in this life? <laughs> I came to ballroom in 1999, 1995, so a very long time. I was uh, 16. So you have your credentials. Yeah, I'm seasoned. <laughs> 2004, so 19 years. 
and what is ballroom to you? Well, ballroom will always be about liberation, community. Um, it was it was started by a black trans woman. Um, and so for me as a black trans woman to be able to be in ballroom, to actually have a leadership position in ballroom is very important. I stand on the shoulders of all the trans women that came before me um, and just understanding that it's more about a legacy and really paying it forward to keep the movement going until we're all liberated, free, and being able to have equal rights like everyone else. Yeah, I can only add and underline uh, what Mika said. We have to create space and honor the black trans women who created the scene first and foremost. Ballroom is a resistance movement. Ballroom is a family movement. Ballroom is a, a liberation movement. Ballroom is a love movement. Ballroom is a family movement. You know, it just, yeah, it's, it's a love movement. Love. It's yeah. definitely love. It took a radical act of self-love on Crystal LaBeja, who is the mother of Ballroom, walking out and declaring that she didn't need anyone else to tell her that she was beautiful. She knows that she's beautiful. Especially in a world that tells us, black trans women, black people, period, that we're not beautiful, we're not desirable. You know what I mean? So to declare, to declare that in a space like that, I think is so empowering and so amazing. It's like, it is a love movement. Absolutely, absolutely. Ballroom used to be underground, and now, I mean, I found out about this event on Instagram, it's on social media, it's in documentaries. I mean, what's it been like to see this trajectory of visibility and representation? The thing is that Ballroom has something to say and Ballroom has a lot to teach the world. And so for that reason alone, the visibility is helpful and also Ballroom is sacred. And if we decide to invite anyone who is outside of ourselves in, consider it a gift. It's an honor. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think, I think it's really important to know that that ballroom has always been very popular. Um, we, you you've had you have people who've been to balls. Like I mean, Langston Hughes went to balls. Like I mean, um, Madonna went to balls. Like so, you have these moments where um, ballroom goes underground and then it has like this explosion of visibility um, and then it goes back underground again so it's a very cyclical kind of thing that happens it's a very organic thing that happens because ballroom is popular ballroom is is there's so much art there's so much creativity there's so many talented people I mean people take from ballroom ballroom inspires the world so it's only natural exactly the language right exactly so it's only natural that folks would gravitate towards ballroom because it is popular yeah any anywhere where liberation is and I'm talking about true liberation and freedom it will always be be appealing it will always be popular that was that on that emceeing the ball was another legend hi my name is Jack Mizrahi Gucci nice to meet you if his voice sounds familiar it's because you heard it at the top of this episode He's also a ballroom icon, a writer for Pose, and a co-executive producer for Legendary. Yes, can you tell me what you're doing here tonight? Hi, I'm here to emcee and officiate this ball tonight and make sure that it's a fabulous time for all. Lovely. Um, so tell me, how did you get involved in the ballroom scene? 
So for the past 30 years, I've been part, an integral part of the ballroom scene, coming from New York City, the mecca of ballroom, the holy grail of ballroom. Um, in the 90s, I was fortunate enough to land into this world when I wasn't even aware of my sexuality. Um, well, I was aware of my sexuality, but I didn't know how I could fit into a world, world where my sexuality wasn't accepted from my family, from the world, from people all around me in school. So. Um, all my life I just knew there was something bigger and better for me and that one fateful day in 1991 I found I fell into the rabbit hole and I've never looked back what is what is ballroom to you and to the communities that you hang out with and have found um, ballroom to us is a lifestyle it's a it's a it's a world it's a lifesaver for many of us. It was the place where we can come to and get championed by people who are like us. People who are like us that we were told all our lives were an abomination. You know, people like us who has fueled creativity, who has fueled mainstream from years as your makeup artist, as your wardrobe designer, as your hairstylist, as your writers, as your producers. Um, and when I, what it means to me is that I like to share what it did for me, coming out as a, a man in the 90s in New York City, where we were literally in the middle of Sodom and Gomorrah between AIDS and drugs. Um, you could make ill-fitted decisions when you didn't, when you don't value your life, when you're told your life is nothing from the beginning to the end. And what Ballroom does is that it lets you know that those are all lies. It breaks the facade of the outside world. We break down what they taught you and we rebuild you up to become either a star, a statement, a legend, or an icon. So what is the role of the MC then? Uh, oh, my role is to run shit, honey. My role is to talk shit, have fun, make sure that people who, whether you are always from ballroom or you just step in one time, understand what's going on. Making sure my job specifically as a ballroom gatekeeper is to make sure that the traditions that I learned from the people who created this, who some are no longer here, that those traditions as we are expanding and going global, because this was created in New York City, we, without the intention of it going everywhere, you know, this was for us to celebrate us and then we realized us just don't live in New York. So it went to Philly, it went to Jersey, it went to Atlanta, it's now in Paris, now it's London. You know, we have it in Jamaica, you know, we have it in Russia. Um, so tonight I'm just gonna make sure that the worlds connect and people understand what ballroom is and they come to have a good time and get celebrated. And what would a ball be without the ones who end up decorating the floor with their movements? Okay, well, my name is Antasia Ninja, in the iconic house of Ninja. I'm a commentator here in the Bay, and I also walk women's performance, hand performance. You know, I do a little razzle-dazzle every now and again. But And what is your name? Hi, my name is Princess Destiny Ninja, and I walk women's performance and women's runway. My name is Birthday007, and I walk the old way. Hi, my name is Jin Lee Balbay, or also known as Jin Angels 007, and I walk Performance Vogue Femme, and I am debuting at Sex Siren tonight. So are you all from the area? Yes, I'm from the area. I live in San Francisco. I live in Long Beach. I grew up in San Jose, but I now live in Oakland. I grew up in Richmond and Albany. What is ballroom to you? How'd you find it? Oh, 
Okay, well, interestingly enough, I found Ballroom because I used to live in New York, so I always knew it existed. But secretly, I used to stalk Shay on Instagram, and then I found her, and she taught a class, so I took the class, and she introduced me to Ballroom. Like, she's my Ballroom mother. Like, she took me to my first ball, like, seven years ago. Oh, my God, it's been so long. Jesus. Um, but, yeah, no, Ballroom is so deep to me. It's something so colorful. It's something that's undescribable. It's like a secret society. It's like a fight club. Um, so I found my purpose in ballroom and a lot of people do this like for extracurricular activity or just on the side as a hobby but it's really become a lifestyle for me and I found my chosen family and even though I went to school got a degree in social work I'm like I don't want to do none of that I just want to dance my life away you know and be part of ball yeah you know so when I get older I'll put that degree to use but for now I'm walking balls Ballroom is magic. Ballroom is, it's medicine. It's medicine for this community. So when I think about preparing to perform, I'm thinking about, oh, I'm so excited to put together this potent medicine that I can share with everyone. And so in terms of my role as a non-black person in this scene, how can I be a guest and how can I give back to the scene? I think about how can I create this medicine so that everyone can be just like in that moment, that magical moment where everyone is, it's so much more than entertainment. It's like true healing and joy and magic. It's everything, it's everything to this community. Ballroom is such a beautiful intersection between creativity and excavation within queerness and discovery within queerness. And being able to express that fully, having a, a space to witness other people's magic, witness other people's joy and liberation and how they really want to show up in the world. And then also being able to do that myself too and being able to explore the different facets of my queerness and creativity so there's really no bounds when it comes to ballroom and just how much we're able to expand together and individually so it just feels like a conglomerate of celebration truly it was finally time for the ball here you can hear our mc setting things right on the floor Vogue, she's space, she's sex siren. I want to see more from you. Grand prize. 
And the commentator we met earlier from the iconic House of Ninja. If I'll be honest, I felt uncomfortable looking for interviews from attendees. It made me feel like a spectator and an outsider when the whole point of being at the ball is to be one with everyone there. But I did manage to get the courage up to get a word or two from some of the people in the crowd. Um, this is like my third ball. I feel like I come to these because it helps me express myself like, like gender-wise and like, I don't know, just artistically as well because I'm a dancer. So what's your name? My name is Gia. And um, why are you here because we love the culture, we love the people, and this is a safe space for us. Is this your first ball? No, this is actually like I think my fourth, fifth ball. This is my first. Oh, period, bitch, you're gonna have fun. <laughs> yeah, wow. A very special thanks to everyone at the Lover's Revenge Ball and Oakland to all for letting me interview them and welcoming me into such a sacred, special, and safe space. Bay Current is a production of KCBS Radio. I'm Mallory Somera. For more Bay Area stories, subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Happy Pride! Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 